Welcome to the Creative Marketing Testing. Show with your host, Rosh Sillers. Creative Marketing Show. I'm your host, Rosh Sillers. This week, we're talking about processes to grow your business. But, you know, I have a confession to make. So last week, we talked about starting your business. And I often referred to the previous podcast about channel building, the power of channel building, which is the first step. Well, I didn't do that show. Well, I did do that show, but I did it live as part of my live series uh, that I will continue this week over at Rosh.video. I'm I'm integrating a lot of my shows together, giving different elements on each portion. And obviously, my live show, um, it's important so I can just answer questions in real time for those who have questions. It does get into YouTube and things like that. And I have my YouTube podcast. Those of you who are interested in YouTube, you can catch that at the tubeblog.com. So I, I actually just confused myself. I thought I had already done the channel building show and it actually was my live version that I was thinking of and referring to. So you can definitely check that out. It is available at uh, Video, which is takes you to the YouTube. It's my shorthand for that channel. So I will discuss that a little bit. I think I think it's important that I discuss for those of you who just listen to the podcast. You don't want to go over to the video. You just want to listen to the podcast. And so I, let me talk a little bit about the basics of channel building. And if you wish to expand on that topic, head on over. And of course, I do have other podcasts here uh, about the topic of channel building. Channel building is not new to this community. Channel building, the foundation, obviously, in the first as the first step, means you're starting to d- develop and build your audience. And it helps you define your audience, understand them, understand their personalities so you can develop a persona. It helps you understand their struggles, their pain points, and what resonates with the audience for the product or service that you're selling. And for most of us who listen to this show, it's photography or creative services. And so when we start off with channel building, it's the first part of the starting process. And then, of course, we talked about starting last week. But we focus on one channel first to dominate and get some traction going, build our niche in that social space, and then we can expand out over time as we become more comfortable and understand where we need to go. And so then we talked last week about starting your business and the first steps and so forth. And this week, we're talking about processes. Processes will get you where you want to go, which is profitability. And if you're a photographer wondering what is success, I had this conversation with my daughter the other day because my my companies, I have multiple companies, and they're all what I would refer to as successful. And we, we had this conversation. She's 13, and we talked about what success is. And I shared the fact that our businesses – My businesses pay for our life and all the bills are paid and we're able to maybe pay down some debt that we developed at different times or invest the extra money. We have extra money. Now, obviously, 
success is relative. You can say, okay, you may be a success, but you don't have a billion dollars in the bank if that is what your ultimate success is or whatever it may be. But, you know, success, especially for photographers, can be well beyond that. It could mean travel. It could mean photographing certain types of people, um, you know, a certain level of project. I mean, there's so many different areas in which you can define your success. But as far as a financial success, it's a profitable company. You have more coming in than you have going out. And processes will help you get there. Now, the first process, most certainly, is the process of getting your first client, which is number four. We want to get our first paycheck. And for many of us listening, we've we've gotten there. But if you haven't, then you need to understand that the first process you focus on is the process of getting your first client all the way through to the thank you for the check or for the payment. And once you go through that process, now you can start chopping that process up a little more and start defining other processes that you can work on. So number three in our combination code is understanding processes and picking three processes that you're working on. And once you get a process down that you think is really solid, then you can find a different process. I just say don't work or focus too intently on too many processes unless you have more bandwidth, you have more maybe team members who can focus on different processes to improve them. However, if it's just you as a contractor or a freelancer, then don't focus on more than three. And maybe you just want to focus on one at a time. It just really depends on how many processes within your business that you identify. Now, for photographers, sometimes our process may have to do with post-production. Our delivery process, our Lightroom processes, our Photoshop processes, whatever programs we use in our post-production, maybe we have specific processes that we use to create awesome portraits. And maybe there's some new techniques we need to learn to improve what we're doing. So we have a unique situation as a photographer in terms of some processes that we can work on. However, I would only work on one of those processes at a time because we have some business processes that we do need to focus on. And the other two could be the sales process. It could be a marketing process. It could be the follow-up process. It could be, again, the delivery process. I think that's really important. How about the process of the experience? I've been seeing a number of blog articles lately where people have been talking about the experience with a photographer and how just that experience alone can just mean success or failure. Because sometimes the experience of working with a photographer can be more important than the actual end outcome. Because maybe the expectations are at a basic level for what they need or want. But if they have a great experience working with that photographer, they're more likely to come back to that photographer. I mean, think about it. If you had a horrible experience working with somebody, but maybe the images were superior or whatever it is you you want the product or services superior to others, but every time 
you walk into the studio or their office, you just have a horrible experience, you're eventually going to start looking for new solutions. But if you have a good outcome that satisfies your needs and you have an excellent experience every time, chances are you're going back. And you can certainly feel like, look, if you're having a great experience, you can certainly worth work with that photographer to maybe point them in the right direction of where you want to be, where you want those images to go. A good photographer is going to be open to suggestions. I often ask prospects and clients to bring me images that they like so I understand, even if it's for my own portfolio, and hopefully it's for my portfolio, that they like, but maybe sometimes I just say, hey, go to the magazines, find the images that you want similar to represent you, and we'll aim for that direction. At least I understand the mood. I understand the production level of what it is that they are looking for. And so I can help them with that. And so the experience of their photographs are right on because there's no surprise in the end. And I'll certainly throw my two cents worth in my experience and my style and angle to the overall process, but into the image, of course. But it is very helpful. But going through the process of saying, hey, send me some images that you find online or in magazines or whatever is a process point in working with a client. So understanding what are those processes, maybe the process of setup, maybe the process of teardown of your equipment. Maybe you have a specific process that you can improve. Maybe you can narrow down the equipment you take on location and improve the process of setup and again, tear down. And that's stuff that you can then apply or share with your assistants if you have assistants. So there's so many processes that you can work on that will continue to improve your business overall. But going back again, I think a lot of times photographers focus too much on, say, the Photoshop Lightroom processes and not the rest of their business processes. And that's why I really do want to stress the importance of understanding all the things that you need to look at if you want to grow your business, your process of networking and following up. What are you doing? Your email processes. This is something that I have noticed, and forgive me for my old man rant here, but when it comes to email and the younger generation, if this was just one or two instances, I, I would think nothing of it. I would just say it's that person's personality. But I'm just noticing this in the world of email because a lot of, you know, you hear all the time, email's dead, email's dead, well, because the younger people aren't using email. And that may be the case with their friends. However, email is still a standard in business. And I have a feeling that no one is teaching or sharing maybe the best etiquette related to email. And it's hard to, you know, call somebody out when you're trying to get work from them. And so I thought I would, this is my opportunity to just say, look, folks, if you are not responding to emails in, in confirming a receipt, if someone sends you a proposal, I mean, and obviously many of you are, are photographers listening to this and probably say, yes, this happens to me all the time. I send an email and no one responds. 
No one lets me know they got my proposal. Nobody follows up or gives me a timeline, says, hey, I'll follow up in a few days. Hey, got your information. Thank you very much. Nothing. Just silence. And then you know, I, in my process, I, I follow up usually within 72 hours and, and usually I get a response back, but it's not the same day. It may be the next day. And the thing is, if you don't do that follow up, they won't respond at all. It could be 10 days, two weeks and never say anything until they need something. Oh, okay. We, we need more information or you got the job or whatever it may be, but nothing else. And if you don't get the job, then it's nothing. And if you follow up and maybe they awarded the job to somebody else, they don't say anything. And it's like, wow, this is just amazing. You know, I, I received a, an email the other day. It was this, a very similar thing. If I sent something, no response. But, you know, I did follow up a few times. And finally, when I did follow up, they eventually said, oh, well, we, we went a different direction, which is fine. That's fine. I can stop focusing on you, on that project. I, I, it's not in my my mind taking up mind space. It's you got to get people to know, no, no, as in no, you don't have the job, or yes, you have the job, but you have to get them to that decision, and you can't leave things hanging because if and this is again a good process of making sure you're following up so you can get to that no if you don't get it or the yes if you do because otherwise you may be thinking you know, a lot longer than you need to be giving the energy. Maybe they decided a week later, but you're two weeks in still thinking, hey, this project still may be coming along. I'm kind of counting it as a possibility of future income. You do that in your head. And and if that's that pipeline of, of new opportunity it is filled with opportunities that have already been passed on to other people, you're not working as hard to find new opportunities. Do you understand what I'm saying? So getting people to say no and have a process to get people to say no quicker or yes, again, yes or no. I, I rather have the yes than the no, but if it's a no, I want to know as soon as possible so I'm not spending energy on that because we always have this false sense of security when we think, you know, let's say you're a wedding photographer and you think, oh, I, I just did a number of presentations. I have a good five weddings over the summer, more weddings than I think I do. But really, three of them, they've already picked somebody else and you don't know it. So you need to make sure you get that no or that understanding or that confirmation as soon as possible. And maybe you do get the other two. That's fine, too. Having a process of getting testimonials, that's helpful. When someone really likes your work, what is your process of getting those testimonials so you can put them on your website, whether they're video or text? What is your process of asking, why didn't you choose me? What, what could I have done better? Or was it, was it a style thing? Was it a price thing? All answers are fair. Maybe you do a survey. And never be defensive about it. People have their reasons. I had somebody the other day who I asked to give me a quote on something and the price just was too high for what we needed. It just didn't work out and just said, hey, you know what? Price price point I may is just not where I want to be. Um, and I, I'm not thinking that you're off base. I'm just thinking that we may have to go a totally different direction for what we need. And that's fine. Um, you know, obviously, maybe I didn't see the value. 
in what that person was offering in that situation. That's fine too. And sometimes people don't see the value specifically in what you're doing. And you can't take offense to it, but you can certainly ask why and maybe figure out, okay, in the future, I need to show this this element of value. Maybe this is more important than that to people. You may feel something specific is important based on what you do. Maybe there's a certain technique that you do that think is really important and really makes the shot, but they don't care. They're more interested in this over here. And that is what you need to understand, what people are really interested in. And when you understand that, that element of your audience and of your prospects, you're going to do a better job closing. Again, all these things are processes of trying to improve. Maybe your design, maybe your website is horrible. Maybe you have a process of creating your own marketing materials. And eventually you just need to understand that, look, I need to come up with the concepts, but I need to hand it off to other people if I want it to look top notch. And that's sometimes a hard thing to do. And I've certainly struggled with that through the years because I like to be hands-on and I've had to improve my design. And believe me, I am not a high-end designer. Have Has my business at different times suffered from that? I'm sure it has. I'll guarantee you parts of my business or different businesses have suffered because I took it on early versus handing off different elements of my uh, marketing to people who are experts. I mean, I'm, I'm an expert in marketing, but that doesn't mean I can do or sh- even should do everything. And the same goes for you. In many cases, you can kind of figure out the process and hand it off to somebody else to do it better. Understanding the process helps you understand if other people are really improving that process. So that's really important to understand too. So sometimes going through it and recognizing the elements of the process is really important. We're having an excellent conversation the other day about the idea of one, say, you know, there are many art forms and I was I was applying this this conversation that we were having to photography, how the, 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 the motion, the movement of creating that image, you know, maybe you're at a wedding and you see an opportunity for a great image. And so you pick up your camera and create that photograph. And that was one motion, one thing you created an image, but you could break every step along that process down into 5, 10, 15 different steps. How, how? Where was your camera? Did you have a clip on your side that made it easy for you to pick up the camera? Was it hanging around your neck? Is there a better way? Which is better? Is it better to have it hanging around your neck or clipped on the side on a belt? You know, what, what are you doing all the way through looking through the lens? How are you holding your camera? Is your hand underneath the lens or is it at the side and awkward? Are you really holding it properly? And how are you composing? And every step, you can break that whole process of picking up your camera and creating an image, which may have taken five seconds, 10 seconds as a whole, but you can break all those elements down all the way through of understanding, understanding what settings you use. Do you use manual? Do you use program? And why? All of the whys. Why 
Why do you use certain sensors? Why do you compose a certain way? Why do you, you know, just why, why, why? Why are you using a flash versus natural light? I mean, all these situations, maybe in certain situations, flash is best and others it's natural light and understanding through that process of 10 seconds when you're making that decision. Maybe you're bouncing the light off the wall. I mean, there's so many, so many elements. Well, it's the same with everything else. Going through the process of understanding and then breaking it down more and more and more to improve, to continuously improve your processes so they're more streamlined, they're better, and more effective. Ultimately, more effective. In the next show, I'm going to talk about number four in our scale of one through ten. And if you've not and if you're not familiar with that scale, check a few podcasts back. I talk about the scale one through ten and now I'm breaking it down, kind of like we talked about with the process. Uh, we just talked about number three. The next is your first sale, number four. Number five will be the five people to support your business. Now, it may be your first sale or your next sale. For many of us, we've had our first sale, but how can we get our next sale and those processes and bringing, bringing the whole thing together in terms of getting more sales? But if you are at the scale number four where You've just gotten your first sale. You're trying to get your first sale as a professional. It's going to be a good good topic. We're going to talk about sales and how we can improve our sales. And man, it, it's, it's such an important topic for us because that's how we survive is by selling our work as professionals, professional creatives. And I know many of you who listen to the show are photographers. The show's more geared for photographers. But many of you are, say, creatives, are video, videographers and photographers, designers and photographers. I mean, photography may be part of your business, and that's why you connect with this show. And so, I mean, I support everyone in that arena. I mean, usually photography is that foundation. But I'm here for you. I'm, I'm here to support you in your business ultimately, and that's where I have in this podcast, you know, broadened it out and brought it brought it back in. And ultimately, photography has certainly been the core. But there's so many of you, you out there that listen to the show that I know just kind of maybe, again, dabble as part of photography. Believe me, you are just as welcome as everyone else listening to this show. I'm here to support people to grow their creative business. Bottom line. And um uh, I'm a photographer, my degree's in photography, and certainly that's my core audience, and you guys have been so amazing through these last, well, over 10 years now as I've created this podcast, and I think this is a great series. I'm continuously trying to improve this podcast. It's not going anywhere, despite the fact we've been going so long, maybe it's time to just hang it up. <laughs> But no, it's not. Not at all. I just absolutely support the community. And I ask you to support me by letting other people know about this show so we can continue to grow and improve our photography community. And that is a mission that I've been talking about on the video. I, if you go to rosh.photography, that'll take you to the video channel 
and uh, about the photography business. So I have videos and I have this podcast and they, they work together. All these channels are working more and more together. And and I really have been focusing on, look, if there's anything I can do in this world is support the industry that has supported me. And I happen to have a few skills, obviously, in the marketing and social and digital world that I have been supporting the photography community with. And that's just what I do. And I continue to do so as everything changes. There's one thing that is constant, and that is change. Change in our photography, how we create images, changes in marketing and changes in the digital world. I mean, they're just, it's not going to stop. So there's no reason to say, hey, I've said everything. You know, some of the things that I have to share with you, some of the things that I have to talk to you about and we have to work through together haven't happened yet, haven't been created yet, haven't been invented yet. So we have to be prepared for what lies ahead. And we will continue to do that together through this podcast. And uh, if you want to connect with me, head on over to Twitter at Rosh Sillers is an excellent place. And you can always comment on the show at RoshSillers.com. Please, if you're connected to iTunes, head on over to iTunes and uh, leave a star review, stars or reviews, because that does help the podcast grow. Uh, Apple changed their algorithm a while ago, and um, we haven't been at the top for quite a while, and we haven't had any reviews for a while. So I have a feeling more reviews, more stars really helps to get the information out there. Look, every little thing that we do to support, even if we're just a small community of hundreds or a few thousand photographers, if we just use the best business practices and help make our businesses strong. And every, honestly, every little thing that you do and I do and we do together compounds to help make our industry stronger. And that's our mission. I hope you join me in that mission, and I'll talk to you next week.